Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's time for your TNA Impact Post Show. It's February 22nd, 2024. I am at Joel Pearl, and of course, the lovely, fantastic Collider of Impact is here. Cresta Star joins me. How are you, Cresta Star? I'm doing fantastic. I'm overworked, underpaid, but I'm happy to watch wrestling. I haven't been watching wrestling consistently for the past two months. And as much as I complain, man, I miss it. I miss it. So I finally got to sit down and just watch wrestling and enjoy it tonight. Ah, such a good episode, in my opinion. Yeah, overall, you know what? This was the go-home show for TNA No Surrender. That's uh, tomorrow night if you're watching us live. Uh, Friday night, that's the 23rd of February, if you're watching us after the fact. We are going to be doing a post-show on Fightful or on Overbook because SmackDown also has a post-show, I guess. Even though SmackDown's taped, forget them. Come and watch us. Krista uh, will not be joining us, but SB3 will. So I brought in the, the, the other gun that I want in my saddle, I guess. So SP3 is going to join me for a hard, uh, not a hard to kill, a ton, TNA No Surrender post show tomorrow night over on Fightful. Okay, that'll be Friday night. But uh, yeah, this is enough going on. This is a good show. It was a lot of wrestling action, which I appreciate. And it's always interesting, Cresto, when you have a show that tapes leading into a live event and you're trying to build stories around what you have taped and still make it feel fresh. I thought the main event was solid in the ring. I thought the work was really good. You had the system taking on Kushida, Alex Shelley, and Kevin Knight. It was a really good match. It's interesting that Chris Saban, of course, is removed from all of this because he's facing Mustafa Ali at uh, TNA No Surrender for the X Division title. But as a main event, it was a very strong main event. As I'm still wondering, what the hell is a No Surrender match going to look like? And was this enough for me to get interested in the main event? I don't know how you felt beyond just watching the main event itself. The main event was good, but yo, get get your cameras out. Get your clipping tools ready. But the Steve Macklin-Trent 7 match stole the show for me. That was my favorite match of the night. What a match. What a match. Holy crap. And I know someone's like, yeah, Crested DJ, hey, I'm a wrestling fan. I flip-flop all the time. Shut the hell up. That was such a good match. That was such a good match. I, I the, the main event was good, but that Trent 7-Steve Macklin match, they ate that. They stole the show from me with that. And I, and you and I were going back and forth in the DMs, and I said, I'm surprised they gave this match 10 minutes. Not because they're not good at doing that, but because the storyline is, first of all, not a part of No Surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, being Macklin and Nemeth. Nemeth wasn't there. Nick Nemeth is also working in New Japan this weekend, so that's why he's not on the card with Macklin. Uh, and, and you've now added a match to the Countdown show, which is Rascals versus Speedball Mountain, 
again, Macklin is just, he, he's just kind of there and waiting mm-hmm. for now. And you don't expect them to give 10 minutes to that. Whereas the main event got a lot more and arguably has a bigger, you know, gravitas going into no surrender. Yeah. But I agree. The match with Macklin and Trent Seven was fantastic. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk everything tonight's Impact Show. And of course, you can join this ch- the conversation, leaving a super chat. Or you can go to hopperchats.com and uh, talk to us there. Crest, tell them how. You go to hopperchats.com. You put in your comment. You give us a dollar amount. We get to keep a larger portion. And Joel and I will read it on air if you're like, hey, what do you guys think about Trent Seven and his glorious mustache? We'll respond. Like I said, we get to keep a little bit more. We're happy. Sean Ross Sapp is happy. The Decepticons are happy. Humperchats.com. Pow. I liked Astro Train. That was what? my favorite Decepticon. Oh, I was like, what? I thought you were saying Asterion from earlier. Too many video games. Too much... Too much nerd culture in my brain. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I don't belong here. Anyway, Jambeer kicks us off. <laughs> who do you think would benefit more from hiring Scott Demore, WWE or AW? So for those of you who are listening in audio, we did have a little bit of conversation about Scott Demore and just comments that have been made by other TNA talent. Moose and uh, Alex Shelley specifically. Moose was on In the Weeds, which is the show myself and Jeremy Lambert do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern till noon over on Fightful Overbooked, our sister channel. And Alex Shelley was on Busted Open uh, at around the same time as well. And so the conversation has kind of shifted. Where does Scott go next? Um, I'll let you start with this, and then I can give you my thoughts afterwards. I have had this conversation a lot this week. And if TNA is not on the table, I would I would be lying because I would love for him to go back to TNA. I think what he's done there has been fantastic. And there is so much. Finish the story. I w- that's the story I want to see finished. However, if that is off the table, I think what Scott Demore has done for the women's division in particularly has been amazing. So I would love to see him do something with AEW that has a lot of the right players, a lot of the right pieces. I just think can sometimes feel a little either directionless or stuck in a in a in an infinite loop. I think Scott Demore would put a lot of life and injection into an already stacked roster. That's just my two cents. But if T if T that's only if TNA is not on the roster, if not on the on the card. If we could put him on TNA, finish the story. Yeah, there's. I don't. Okay, this come becomes a philosophical conversation for mm-hmm. me at least. Scott would be more akin to WWE style of storytelling. And you see that in TNA programming. I can see the, that. Some of the kitschy stuff and just some of the ways that they would approach getting to title matches and things like that. It's a it's a more WWE variant. AEW could benefit from that type of storytelling in moderation. I don't think that, you know, you bring in someone like Scott and it goes heavy. A lot of people said, oh, bring him and do ROH. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that personally because Ring of Honor was built on a grapple based program, right? It was more about the wrestling and the rankings than it was about anything else. Um, but I, but like you said, at the end of the day, it, it, TNA would be the only place. And, and if you're Scott and you know, you only care about being in TNA, then you have other, he has other options. I'll tell you that much. He, yeah. is, he is not up shit's Creek. If he's not doing uh wrestling, I'll put it like that. But that's kind of where we'll, we'll, we'll land with the Scott question. Thank you for that. We have other questions that we're going to get to throughout the show. Let's talk TNA Impact. Chris Saban opens up the show, taking on Jason Hotch. Another good hand falls 
to the X Division Championship. It's non-title. I do like that Skyler is calling Saban the embodiment of the X Division, but also you keep losing this match. <laughs> you keep losing this title. You lost it nine times. This is, I know you haven't seen this, but I'm going to, I, I want to bring you up to speed. The year is 2002, somewhere around there. And we're in the locker room and a young spry Rob Van Dam approaches Booker T. Booker T, who is a five-time, five-time, five-time WCW champion. And he says so much. And RVD turns to Booker T and says, wow, you really lost that title five times? And that's exactly what Skylar was doing to save him tonight. <laughs> Go find that segment. <laughs> I mean, I've heard a similar promo to one Charlotte Flair. How are you 16-time champion? That means you lost it 15 times. <laughs> or how many times champion? That means you lost it. it was, and then someone said that. That's like, I like these points. It's rude, but I like these points. <laughs> Hodge says he's going to give Saban a preview of him, his impending loss and no surrender, and uh, they're going to take care of him with these good hands. And, of course, what does Saban do? He goes and works over Jason Hodge's one good One good hand. <laughs> it's a solid hand. Yeah, it's listen, it's a solid match. Saving gets the one with the cradle shock. Uh, it's all leading up to Mustafa Ali. Now, I will add this before you get your thoughts. I do like that they're using good hands right now when they didn't have access to Ali. Ali wasn't at the tapings in Orlando, therefore he was three weeks non-appearing uh, on tapings, which is fine. And using the good hands is easy, it's effective, and these guys are two wrestlers you can expect a good match out of, and, and we got that from Saban and Hodge, Saban and Skyler. It worked out. So give me your thoughts on the match, and uh, we can probably get forward on that. I will say the match was fine. The chest chops, that was the theme of the night. Everyone was getting their chest pounded in tonight. It's fine. I do like, like you said, Skyler and Hodge. Not to play on their name. They are good hands. Like, if you put them in a match, they're good guys to be jerks. And they play their part very well. Uh, a young spry Edward Edwards, if you will. My favorite Edward of the young. <laughs> of them all uh ali cuts a promo of course it's a pre-recorded one it says the future of the x division lands on a choice he calls saban the most consistent champion although he's lost it nine times and buckled under pressure once again rvd booker t and then ali calls himself a generational champion a visionary unfazed by the fear of change he's in the prime of his career he's ready to revitalize the x division bring stability and hope as the tna forges a brand new future and he says tna will embrace the change and in ali we trust it's a good promo. It's a solid promo. It's the Ali that he's presenting to everyone right now in and out of TNA. And of course, Shelly, sorry, not Sh I have Shelly in my notes when I should have Saban. That's what happens when people have the same last name. Chris Saban cuts a promo. He says, I was excited for this version of Ali, but this is not the Ali that I like. And he says, I'm Chris Saban. Bitch. Panels is in Italia. I mean, I'm not going to hold you. I 50% hate it hate this ali gimmick and like you are corpo scum and i cannot believe this is what you're doing but as a wrestling fan <laughs> i hate that i like it it's it's it stinks a heel it stinks it's so oh, brother this stinks and i can't wait because i know he could wrestle so it's gonna be even worse because you're gonna be annoying corpo scum and you're going to wrestle. And this match is going to be great. I don't know who's going to win this match between Saban and Ali. But I can't wait. I tell you that. <laughs> I like the character. I like the way it's going. I like the yes. way it's being presented. It's right. It's exactly what it should be. Uh, and 
I think Ollie's gonna win. Well, when we run I down the car, does too. yeah, when we run down the car, we'll get a better sense of where we're sitting going into tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, Saban and Ali is probably gonna be. You've got a card full of potential five star banger esque matches, and we'll talk about it later. But this is one of them. Uh, is sweating right now. Like oh, I gotta review this too. <laughs> Nah, it's fine. Moose tells the system that they cannot throw in the towel no matter what in this no surrender match. He said so much to us in our interview. So clearly this was something that has been part of the plan and that's good. And then they all start kind of cha-chaing about it being no disqualification. And then they can all get involved and they can all do stuff. And then in walks Santino Romanella. And of course he just says, well, now nobody can get involved in the outside of the match. So I'm just sitting there, I'm like, we're just making this matchup as we go along, aren't we? It's fast just, and loose, baby. It's fast and loose, and it's just... I said it when they announced it. I'm like, this is very convoluted, and I'm willing to see where it goes. But now it's just turning into, they're all going to fight. Their friends are going to be there. And if their friends get involved, it's a disqualification. But also, their friends are going to be the ones that throw in the towel. So they can't throw in the towel. It's just... It's layers on layers of just needless shit. And I don't know if it'll further a storyline... But to me, it's not hitting. That's that's how I'm feeling. I feel like the ending is going to be <laughs> someone literally taking someone else's hand and throwing in the towel for someone. Something, some, something so silly like that. You know what I mean? And I would kind of live for it because that's a very TNA thing to do. <laughs> but at the same time, like you said, it's getting more convoluted. I mean, it does make sense to make it where, like, you guys can't jump him because we know how y'all give it up. And Alicia is a jerk and they don't have a girl and they're not going to hit a girl, but they need one because she's wallet. That being said, how are they supposed to throw in the towel? It's maybe they sit like in a cage on top of the cage, and I don't know. Oh yeah, shark cages. Let's go. Yeah, like like cage on the uh, the system on a pole cage match. Wow, Vince Russo really is back in TNA. We're booking it, <laughs> bro, 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 bro. No, I don't want to talk about that guy's a piece of shit. Anyway, uh, regardless. It's a match that's going to happen. It's it is the main event, and I'm sure that Shelly and Moose are going to have a good match. But it's the outside factors that are just like making me wonder: what are we going to do, and how do we do this? It's a weird. Yeah, Towel turns heel, joins RVD, and just gets high all the time. Bro, I have to tell you, that's the watching town. Watching Wednesday Night Dynamite completely off topic when RVD said, "Where's Nana?" Y'all said he might have something I would be interested in. I almost. Years. That was good stuff. <laughs> That's such good shit, pal. And then followed up with, is he here tonight? Rob Van Dam is a treasure. It needs to be protected at all costs. When you're playing sports, the sweat can get in your eye. That's why Tommy <laughs> says, don't forget to bring it down. <laughs> That's the safest hands of the business. <laughs> Say what you want. I got you, Louie. I get you. Simon Gotch takes on Jack Price. Jack Price makes his, I don't know, quarterly return to TNA. Poor Jack Price. He didn't Jack. this. You know what, though? So Simon Gotch, this is his first match in TNA. Uh, Josh Alexander joins in on commentary. There's a rule that these two cannot touch, but they do get face-to-face in the ring after the match. But let's talk about the match itself. Simon Gotch gets real rough with Jack Price. I love that Gotch continues to look at Josh Alexander with every bit of offense he hits. It looks good. It looks impactful. Josh is sitting there having to take it. It's all Gotch, of course. Jack Price gets no offense whatsoever and then you do the gotch style pile driver not good enough no pin he just stares at josh alexander while he hooks in a bulldog choke and then chokes out 
Jack Price gets the submission, keeps it in. Josh gets in. They go face to face. The matches quickly come together. But I like that they at least gave Simon Gotch a TV match to get fans who are not used to Simon Gotch an idea of what they're in for. I honestly, that was more in depth than that than what I wrote. I said, while I hear this match is stiff, sadly, this is about Josh Alexander being on commentaries. Gotch style pile driver, rear bulldog choke, price wins, price loses. Yeah, no, it, but that's what it is. It's, it's Josh talking over violence. And that's yeah. okay, but you needed to watch the violence too because he kept, Simon Gotch kept pointing and, you know, being like, this is going to be you. I'm going to do this to you on Friday. This is going to be you. And those two had a really good match in Destiny years ago. And we're going to potentially see the same match coming up this Friday. That's good. I will also say to Simon Gotch's credit, much like Top Dollar, I've heard that he's just one of the grumpiest people in wrestling, kind of like FTR bald. So I live for it that he's just like, I'm going to be grumpy this entire match. Jack Price thought you was going to get some graps in. Nope. (laughs) That's not what's happening here. I'm going to chop your chest off. I'm going to be angry and stare at Josh Alexander. Sorry, Jack Price. You had to pay the price. Did you just say Dollar was was grumpy? No, I said much like Top Dollar leans into the heel persona because people are like, I don't want to see this. He's like, I don't care if you want to see this. I paid to be here. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. I was going to be like, because Dollar's really like happy. <laughs> From what I've seen online, his Twitter presence, he actually seems like a happy-go-lucky person. But people just don't like this guy. I, I don't know what he did. What did he do to make these guys so angry? I don't know. He, he didn't do the moves they wanted people him, people wanted him to do. You didn't do the flippy do correctly, and now I don't like you. <laughs> Pretty much. Or like you weren't presented in a way that I like, therefore you're garbage. When really he's not only a very nice guy, but also very talented. Like he's he's a lot better than people will ever understand or give him credit for. So I put over Dala because if there's one thing Dala's going to do, it's show up literally everywhere, except for in the weeds where we've challenged him. That's crazy. Isn't it? But he's showing up. Dude shows up in TNA. He's going to have a tag match at the Bayou Blast tapings. He shows up in MLW. Him and Alex Kane are going to have a fight. He shows up. Oh, my God. I just thought of something. Anyway, not important. He shows up. He's going to be at the NWA pay-per-view. Like, what are we doing here? He shows up at the NWA. And he can't show up at our show? What is this? He said, I'm afraid. So because I'm afraid, I'm going to go wrestle instead. See, I'm trying to stir the pot. That's what I do. Ride or die, stir the pot. He got to show up now. Controversy creates cash, baby. Listen, all I'm saying is that, Dala, you have an open invitation to join us on In the Weeds. There is a battle rap waiting for you with Jeremy Lambert. Lambert's ready. It'll be for charity. We'll have some fun, okay? I'll beatbox it for the memes. It's going to be off beat. <laughs> uh, apparently, Jeremy doesn't do well with, with, with beats. I don't know what that's about. Uh, you know what? He's, that's a conversation for another time. He's a, he's a freestyle beatnik, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Listen you, you, listen, 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 you want to talk about my 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 work in any of the rap hip-hop world i just did an interview today with 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 a, a record label rep and a wrestling organization that are doing a show it'll be on fightful over buck but either way it's a punk label so that's where i'm that's where my world is okay i live that's still that's iconic iconic rest in peace I mean, they're still alive. The, the no, they're not that, but <laughs> when you say it like that, you're right. They're not dead. They're just not together as a team, though. <laughs> they're still together. They're just not the team on TV. 
They still best because it's all right. Thanks, Joel. Now I'm gonna get beat up by the iconics. <laughs> Listen, someone's gotta someone's gotta take you. Somebody, I gotta do the job sometime. I gotta do the job sometime, man. <laughs> Fine. We'll get it. You know what? That'll be the forbidden door match that we get in June. That'll be your forbidden door match. Finger point of doom, baby. It's the easiest check you'll ever get. I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> you just fall back. Oh, these guys won't fall back. GYV cut a promo. They're like, we came to fight the best tag teams in the world, and we need to be the tag team champions. They put over the ABC, and they say it's story. It ends with them winning the tag titles in No Surrender. This is one of the other matches on the No Surrender card that will potentially steal match of the night. I'm looking forward to GYV ABC 3, because that's going to oh, be very good. That's going to be good. And as much as I like ABC, I'm low-key expecting them to drop the title. And I don't. I don't, but Zach Gibson is so good at cutting promos. I thought he was going to beat me up. <laughs> Jump through the screen, take you out. Uh, he's like, last. I was like, I'm sorry. I used my wallet. Ain't nothing in it, but you can have it. Like, <laughs> It's true, though. He was always the talker of the two, and he's a solid guy to do those, to cut those promos. Uh, it was... I, I'm I'm largely in agreement with you. I could see them winning the tag titles, and I could see the opportunity for them to face a lot of really solid babyface tag teams uh-huh. in the uh, TNA tag division. After beating good hands first, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what they deserve. <laughs> now you've got no hands. Can't believe, can't believe Saban targeted the good hand. The one good hand. One good hand. <laughs> Oh, Macklin and Trent Seven. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. This was a really solid match that, like, didn't need to exist, but it also needed to exist because it forwarded a story. Macklin gets the win. Of course he does. In a very competitive match. This was a slap-happy match. And speaking of happy, I said this on, on Twitter. I've never seen Macklin smile on camera when it comes to TNA. This is the first time I've seen Steve Macklin smiling on camera. And it's while he's hanging out with the Rascals. And I don't think that's a coincidence, Crescent Star. I think Macklin's spending some time in the treehouse. To quote RVD, you said Nana was going to be there. He might have something I'm interested in. (laughs) Kelly, RVD, Steve Macklin. I'm just saying it's cool. Sometimes in this life as adults, grass grows. Next question. <laughs> I, I will, I'm going to pull it. I normally put up only the Super Chats, but this is funny to me. Does Speedball Mike Bailey not put on shoes? So He doesn't know what shoes are. <laughs> when, when Speedball and I did our interview over on Fightful.com, uh, someone, I guess someone saw that the video was going to go live. The premiere was happening. They, they pre-commented with, if he's not wearing shoes, I'm unsubscribing from the channel. <laughs> When the thumbnail clearly shows us wearing socks, like we're we're wearing, we're not wearing shoes because we're in a hotel room and, you know, we're Canadian. We take off our shoes when we go into the hotel room. We are. It's a thing. It's a whole conversation about Canadians and we take off our shoes when we go into people's homes. I know that's not always in the U.S., but anyway, we he, he always has his shoes off regardless. Doesn't matter what it is. It's just his thing. Anyway, I say if that's what he's comfortable doing. I'm not a wrestler, so far be it for me to tell him what to do. But much like with many other barefoot wrestlers, one of these days you're going to go against a real heel like a Jeff Jarrett who's going to step right on your toe. <laughs> and when that happens, I'm so sorry. It's this really – it's it's like one extra thing you have to be cognizant of when you're in the ring, and that's you and whoever you're 
facing or just in the ring with. This was Rusev. Miro used to wrestle barefoot until he broke his foot. There, Riddle is another one who used to wrestle barefoot, broke his foot. There, there have been a lot of shoeless wrestlers, and you really run the risk of a foot injury, a legitimate foot injury, and that's hard to heal from if you work barefoot. So I get it, but hey, Speedball works bare feet, and it works for him. So far, so good. I live for it, but again, I'm also I love a good heel in professional wrestling. And Jeff Jarrett, a Randy Orton, will see you beating them up, and they're just gonna be like, nah, right on your big toe, and then you're upset. <laughs> so the reason why I was a little taken aback by the uh, complexity of this match is because Trent Seven's being presented as a single star, or sorry, as a tag star, uh-huh. and you've got Macklin, who is a former Impact now TNA World Champion. I didn't expect things to be so evenly matched and it was slap happy from the get-go. You had Trent seven kick out of a near fall and then immediately jump up and slap Macklin on the chest, which made me cackle. And then Macklin just keeps dishing it right back. Rascals keep getting involved. Speedball keeps trying to run them off and he does a good job until finally the numbers catch up. Macklin hits the, uh, the, the kick, the KIA and Oh, he caught the crosshairs as well. And that was it. So it was a really, 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 really good match. It was just very, very, very strange given the fact that Nemeth isn't there. We don't have a match to build to other than now Rascals versus Speedball Mountain. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, And it was a singles match. So uh, your thoughts on the match itself, and then we'll talk about the post-backstage comments. You took a lot of the words right out of my mouth about it being a slap-happy, heavy match. These guys have a chemistry. Like, Macklin and Trent Seven have, like, a real chemistry where, much like I thought Zach Gibson was going to beat me up, I was like, yo, are these guys... They know wrestling isn't really like or it it was really, really good. Like this match again stole the show that seven point lariat <clears throat> into a big um pile driver, not pile driver, um a driver on Macklin was so good. Just the chest chops from Trent Seven sounded like it reverberated through Macklin's whole body. Like that should be a Mortal Kombat finisher the way he was hitting him so hard. I want to see these two wrestle again. Like, yeah, that match was so good. Like I don't know what these two just bring out of each other. So it's the chemistry, but I want to see Macklin versus Trent seven best out of seven. Sorry about it. <laughs> Can't believe you went there. <clears throat> Backstage. Speedball mountain have some intense verbose comments for the rascals. Speedball says, that he and the Rascals have fundamental disagreements about professional wrestling. And then I immediately thought about our interview because he and I had the same conversation. <laughs> and then he says to them, it's about, to, to Speedball Mountain, it's about pushing yourself past your limits and stepping into the ring to come out stronger, climbing the mountain and coming down on the other side a better person. Trent Seven takes over and says that they'll meet Speedball, uh, they'll meet the Rascals rather, on the top of Speedball Mountain and see who comes down the other side the better people and who gets knocked back down in an avalanche of failure. This is going to be a match on the countdown show. So it's free, uh, but uh, yeah, that's a match on the countdown show now. I think it's going to be a good match for the countdown show that if, if you are someone watching this and you're like, I don't know if I want to, if I want to order, it's not no surrender, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, come on. Mm, Crossy, you know your stuff. Um, if you're like, I'm trying, I don't know if I want to order no surrender. I think this would be a good appetizer. Like, oh, this is what's cooking over there. All right, take take my little $60. Take a little $60. <laughs> however much it is, I don't know. 
And again, we talked about GYV and ABC. This is a very tag team heavy show because they've got the uh, Speedball Mountain versus Rascals match on the countdown. Also on the countdown, they announced it's going to be Edwards and Myers versus Kushida and Kevin Knight. We'll talk about that a little bit when we get to the, the main event talk. But again, it looks like they're really working on the tag division again in TNA. And that's not a bad thing. I agree. That's a great thing for TNA. Giselle Shaw is backstage talking about how she got rid of her distractions and now she wants to turn the big red X into knockouts gold. Gail Kim walks up and commends her for getting rid of the Shantaraj and says, but you did it. It was very unprofessional. And then Kim says, next time, try doing it with humility and grace. And then Shaw's like, ah, I'm going to win the title without anybody's help and her advice. And that's that. What do you think? This is, again, Gail Kim going up to Giselle Shaw and getting in her face. What, do you, what are we doing here? We're foreshadowing. And I can't wait. I want to be right about this, but I would like to see Giselle Shaw versus Gail Kim. I don't know why. It makes sense in my fantasy. I would like to also high-key, low-key. I would like to see Giselle Shaw get screwed over by someone on the Shantarash. I said this before, and maybe I'm wrong. I haven't actually checked in on this, but I'm wondering if Teenage Creative had a hope that Deanna Perrazzo would stick around at least long enough for Hard to Kill so that she could do a match with Gail Kim. A, a who is the knockouts, the 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 quintessential, the 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 nine, not quintessential because that's Giselle Shaw, but who is like the knockout of knockouts? But obviously they didn't do it, so instead they're going to pivot to Giselle Shaw, who took out Deanna Perrazzo in Perrazzo's last match in TNA and Impact, and then we'll just move from there. Gail Kim passing it off to Giselle Shaw—that's not a bad thing, but again, we don't know who's sticking around TNA and who's not. Yeah, I mean the whole situation. Again, with Scott, withstanding, it makes a lot of people like, oh, I'm not sure. Ugh. And again, I think going back to what you said about the Moose interview, that it's very important that you guys keep the same mission. I'm not going to tell you I love your life, not your mom, not your dad. But, you know, hopefully this is a come up for Giselle. You know what I mean? Where one person steps aside, sometimes you got to fill a gap, baby. <laughs> and again, we sat here at the beginning of our post shows and said, I don't know about Giselle Shaw. It's her her work isn't up to par, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh shit, she got it. Mm-hmm. Something happened and everything changed. And I don't know if that was because she was able to put more work into her training and more work into her, her promo. But all of a sudden things changed for Giselle and she became the character we see and the wrestler that we see in the ring. And I think that's very much worth pointing out. Yes. Eric Young is coming to the ring. He says he's going to take on Frankie Kazarian. They're going to do face-to-face. And then Kazarian comes out. He's not wearing his gear. And he says, no, I'll decide when we wrestle. And then Kazarian said, you know, we've been in this business for so long. It's normal to have some ghosts in your past. So he brings out Big Damo. For those who don't know, Big Damo was the former Killian Dane in NXT and WWE. And he and Eric Young were in a group called Sanity, along with a couple other guys. Not really important right now. Damo and Eric Young have a very, very good match Demo just it's all demo early all that back hair just coming at you fast and then demo yells you've gone soft and eric young's like nah forget this and he just beats the shit of demo for a bit it's a good back and forth match uh, i really liked it eric young hits his pal driver hits it at an odd angle gets the win it's still safe what did you think of the match let's talk the match itself very pleased surprised to see big demo hope he's sticking around love it i'm a fan of the back hair that's a that's a meaty man that's a meaty man with some hair. Stop messing with him. That's Meatwad. Um, th- at this point in the show, though, the crowd really stepped up his heckling. I think at one point, Eric Young fell to the ground and somebody yelled out, he needs some milk. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are the worst. <laughs> 
there was a lot of times, even when in the post match, when Eric Young is talking, and like talking your regular voice, get this man some water. <laughs> Sometimes it reminded me of what you said about maybe you know. Maybe it's time to pump in some crowd noises <laughs> so it's not so quiet where people can hear that. Maybe I'll be trying to uh, cook the books a little bit. Overall, the match itself was great. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Eric Young picking up Big Demo will always be impressive to me. I see it. I see Eric Young pick up bigger guys, but it'll always be impressive. I don't know what we do here. Obviously, we do the Frankie Kazarian Eric Young match, but then it kind of like what then after that. Does Eric Young stay like this middle stalker or does he go back to being the psychopath? Which honestly, I would like for him to just start stalking people in TNA. The match is now the winner gets a world title shot for the mm-hmm. TNA world title between Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. I think Kazarian wins. Um, I don't know why. It's just a feeling that I have. He cheats to win. Mm-hmm. But then you got to have, then it's going to be Kazarian and Moose. And they're very much both heels. So I, I guess Eric Young has to win because I don't see Alex Shelley recapturing the TNA title at, at No Surrender. I agree. I see some shenanigans happening for Shelley where Shelley gets the towel thrown in on him even though he didn't want the towel thrown in. I see shenanigans. We'll see where it goes. Maybe they're going to do a triple threat. Who knows? But uh, like I at sacrifice. So yes, the winner of Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian gets the world title shot at TNA Sacrifice in March, it's going to be, a, again, I, one of those men, whoever wins, might just telegraph the finish to the world title match. We'll find out soon enough. Post-match, uh, Young says, uh, I don't understand what's going on in your head, Frankie Kazarian, but I know what's going on in mine, and it's not going to end well for you. And then he calls out Kazarian. They make the match and no surrender, like we said. Tasha Steeles then challenges Zaya Brookside to a rubber match next week, which has been promoted for Bayou Blast. And she says it's the flavor division, and C is the queen on the throne. Uh, Tasha Steeles and Zaya Brookside, one last time, huh? Sure. It's a good match. I got great chemistry. I'm happy. To, nothing against Zaya Brookside, but I am a huge Tasha Steeles fan. So anytime she's on the screen, I love it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Jody Threat, Danny Luna, they're talking about how they're not happy MK Ultra is getting the knockouts tag title shot because they have uh in another world victories over both masha and killer kelly well, i mean danny luna does but anyway not important they say they're good people they work for their opportunity it was a little convoluted okay let's let's face it and then luna says we get next basically whoever wins the knockouts title match knockouts tag title match they're gonna have next hey guys have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary chuck norris i saw a video he made and i was shocked he is in his 80s Still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's that. The promo was fine. It was. You know what else is fine? Spending five bucks on FightfulSelect.com. Okay, best five bucks in the business, baby. You want a Discord? We got you a Discord. We did it for y'all. And it's a good Discord. And it's a busy Discord. And it's for five bucks, the best five bucks in the business. You get on that Discord. We can talk about TNA. We can talk about music and pets and non-wrestling stuff, but also all the wrestling stuff. Do that. Get some some exclusive content over on that Discord. You want an update on Hangman Adam Page after this past Wednesday's Dynamite? We have, we have it over on FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business. Good on you, Crescent Star, blowing your nose on camera because when other people do it on this channel, they get told that they're doing other things. Our I try to do it off camera, but I'm like, damn, someone's going to think I'm doing other stuff. But <laughs> uh, it's just the way it goes on this channel. People think we're all jacked up on something. You gotta be to watch wrestling. That's true. Our interview notes from our conversation with Moose from In the Weeds is over on FightfulSelect.com. And of course, we'll have Elimination Chamber scoops this weekend because they're in Perth, baby. They're gonna add a women's tag title match, by the way. Indy didn't go for nothing. Wrestling fans. <laughs> Spent weeks telling all and everyone's like, yeah, they're gonna put her in the cage. I'm like, nah, they're not gonna put her in the cage. They're just gonna put her in a tag team match. That's my Charlie Day reference. How's that? I don't even know who that is. Oh, I can't watch any TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dobby the Brain Heaven sent a super chat saying, can't watch post show live, but or li- live to what is that? Live to fit. Is that, li- to, damn it, Dobby. Typo. Damn it, <laughs> typos. Anyway, can't watch post show live, but I had to give my two MVPs of the night, Kevin Knight and George Iceman. He was the MVP. Night was incredible, and Iceman added so much. I got DMs from people saying, who is George Iceman, and why is he so good? And I said, George Iceman has been a staple of our post-show ever since we began, and now he's representing Ash by elegance. She takes on Savannah Thorne. I love Iceman just being like, what's your name? What's your name? Savannah Thorne. I'm so sure, I'm so sure that you are so excited. Get out of the ring. Gathering yeah, right. get the hell out of here. Kicks her out, kicks out referee Paige Prince of Ali out of the ring. Get out of the ring. And then they do the whole presentation of Ash by Elegant. She comes out, does the thing. And there's good stuff for Ash in this. She looked solid. She busted out a few things that were new that wasn't in her WWE repertoire. I appreciated that. Was it a perfect match? No. But was it a good introduction for a character that's been hyped for a while? I thought it was good. Rarified air is her new finish. It's a Swanton bomb. And then, of course, at the end, Iceman steals the show, interrupts Jade Chung as she's trying to do her her winner's introduction or her outro, and it kicks Page, referee Page out of the ring again, and he basically takes over. It's a good start. You you feel otherwise. Let's hear it. I decided I'm going to be positive and focus on it. No, you can say, this match. No, you don't have to do that. You can be as honest and open as you want. No one's going to attack you. And if they do, well, forget it. It's wrestling and it's purely subjective. Yeah. I'm going to tell Ash everything. I don't care. Do it. Do it big homeboy. I will say her gear was very nice. George Iceman added a lot to this character. 
It was over the top carny wrestling. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. The match itself was not for me. I understand it was exactly what it needed to be a squish squash. I get it. The attitude change, I mean, I'm crazy. Okay, work diva. I'm I'm gonna let it play out. But besides the year and Iceman, I I honestly have no words as to what happened here. I I want to let it play out because I believe that TNA, you can get over in TNA. You can you can get over in TNA. You, you can get over in TNA. Knock it off. Knock it off. You can get over in TNA. So I'm like, maybe it's me. I just need to have my aha moment. Her punches are looking better. That was the first start for me. Her punches look better than they did in WWE. Uh, maybe she was told, don't pull him as much. Or maybe Savannah Thorne said, go ahead. You can knock me unconscious. Doesn't matter. Uh, at the same time, she's pulling out some newer moves and setups. Like I said, there's an upside down boot choke that she's doing. I thought she screwed up. And then me she too. into the boot. And if that's the case, then full marks for fixing it on the fly. Yeah. I'll give but her if, that. But if that's a setup, maybe it's a little convoluted and you won't bring it out again. But regardless, it it, it got my attention. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. And I agree with, I largely agree with the things you're saying. I'm just looking forward to seeing how they play it yeah. up. But I'm a little concerned that Iceman will overtake her importance. Because here we are talking about how that's great Iceman is and not as much about Ash. I want to see Iceman just be... I like I knew Iceman was doing it with the intel, but him doing it, especially coming back out, she's left the building. I'm like, oh, you're the worst. Oh, <laughs> so stupid and so funny at the same time. And that's and people messaged me afterwards just being like, you didn't expect that. I was just like, no, but I laughed, and that's all that mattered. Yeah, that's such good shit, pal. <laughs> Very funny stuff. And, you know, people are saying, where are you gonna get your intel from now? I mean, they should get it from me, and they should get it from fiveselect.com. Okay. How about that? Best five bucks in the business. Uh, and then, yeah, you can get it. Yeah, just us. He's going to get it from a Sean Ross at Playbook. That's right. Uh, I forgot to bring this up during the Macklin match, but uh, Jana had sent us a, a super chat saying, I hope they take their time putting the TNA championship on Nick Nemeth. I wouldn't mind him losing his first title shot. Everyone except him has, uh, everyone except him to, everyone expects him to win right away because it's the TNA thing to do, LOL. I mean, right now we're in a t- LOL TNA kind of holding pattern. But you and I, Cresta, have talked about the trajectory for Nick Nemeth and his ascent to a world title match. We know now it's not going to be at Sacrifice. Most likely it's going to happen at Rebellion. That's in April. So you've got a couple of months to tell that story if you so choose. Or do you hold off and do Nemeth versus Macklin all the way at Rebellion and have Nemeth go all the way to, I don't know, Slammiversary and have a title match? It's going to happen. It's inevitable. But is he the guy to dethrone Moose? Is he someone else? What do you think? What are we going to do with Nick Nemeth in the TNA title? Well, I think I've said this before. When it comes to Moose being a heel, that Moose losing, I don't think, hurts Moose because he's one of those guys you love to hate that whether he wins or loses, you're still going to boo him because he's Moose and he's a piece of crap. That being said, I wouldn't mind Nick Nemeth losing, like you said, the first uh, try out because Moose just got the title, Nick Nemeth then getting the title, and then later on doing it against Steve Macklin, like you said at um at Sacrifice because it's like, bro, you said I couldn't do it and you're mad because it took you so long to do it and I did it in a shorter amount of time than you and now you're upset but I 
I would not want Macklin to lose again. Does that make sense? Like in a world title situation, I wouldn't want him to not win in that situation. So yes, there is the other side of it. And that is, we don't know where Steve Macklin's going to be after May. <laughs> FiveSelect.com, best five bucks in the business. We did have news on Steve Macklin's contract. It is up this spring. So we don't know where it's going to be, where he's going to be sticking around. We know Moose told us that he's got a five-year deal. So maybe he'll hold on to that thing for another four years damn who said i yeah I, i'm never letting it go we're all doing 20 year uh, title runs now hey, lock it in baby he still got the old school tna white leather belt the the 2011 bought it on pakistani ebay he's got it he still owns it he says and he's it. like i'll bust it out once i hold this title for at least a year because right now it's a brand new title and i gotta show it off <laughs> Regardless, Nick Nemeth, he, he is a franchise guy for for TNA. He is basically the direct exchange for Trinity, now Naomi, back in WWE. So it makes perfect sense that they're going to put him on a world title track, that the hope is that he brings more eyes to the product and brings more people in. But we don't know how exclusively he's going to work for TNA once he finishes up whatever he's doing right now with New Japan, because that's taken him out of doing anything at No Surrender. On the flip side, Mustafa Ali is going to be with the company, at least through Rebellion and possibly beyond. So we don't know. I just think that they're going to put a lot of steam behind Nemeth because they certainly gave him a lot of money to do it. Oh, yeah. And I think also as well, there's a lot of people when I first started getting into wrestling in 2018 that would always talk about how Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler, never had a chance. He should have been champion. Literally, it should have been me promo. And now you have the opportunity to do it. You've got people like Ali coming in. You've got great wrestlers like Chris Saban and even Moose in his own merit. These are all people that can put on great shows with all of these people, including Nick Nemeth, who is naturally gifted in the ring. So I I could see them like hot shotting it on him, like you said, in a direct Trinity comparison. And the fans would love it. There is an opportunity, and this is just me, Nick Nemeth versus Ali sounds fantastic and somehow put Shelly and Saban's people there's so much X division not X division but people who do stuff all I, I can't wait I think there's an opportunity there and like you said they paid him a lot of money to take that opportunity so I think I, I think they I could see him taking it off a of moose the first time I don't think it's smart right away but I could see it I want to know who the first wrestler is going to be that approaches Nick Nemeth and says it should have been me I could immediately say Alan Angels. I feel like that's something a little brother would do, and it would be Alan Angels. Little brother Alan Angels. I'm out for it. <laughs> Folks, get your Super Jets and Humphrey Jets in. We're heading down the home stretch. Moose, Edward Edwards, Ryan Myers, the system. They take on Kushida, Alex Shelley, and Kevin Knight. It's a good match. It's a six-man tag match. It's a main event match. They're working hard. Knight and Moose, again, they, did, they, they had singles matches before in Impact, and it was so good. And they did it again. And these two men are so solid and so good with each other. I'm excited for Kevin Knight every time I see him work in TNA because I see good things. And this was no different. I think everyone hit their their, their points. I like that the crowd continues to rag on Edward Edwards, as they should. As they should. He deserves less. He does. <laughs> but the match itself is fine. It's a very, Moose called Kushida this week the youngest-looking old wrestler he's ever seen. And then he also kicked his head off in the match. Very stiff. It was some good stuff. It was a good match. 
you've got uh who got the who got the win it was uh moose gets the win after a whole bunch of spear spear evaded offense from kevin knight system was getting involved it got overpowered moose gets the spear on knight gets the win and then we'll get to the post match what do you think of this match we got plenty to talk about i will say the very first half of this match after a while i can only see i could only see Kashida get beat up so much they cut the ring off. They kept him around on that one corner, and they were just beating on that man like he stole from them. They stole from his mama. It was cool. However, to me, the match really picked up once um, Alex Shelley got that hot tag into Kevin Knight, like you said, who was dodging spears left and right. Shelley, it was the Tanaka punch on Moose for Shelley to get the hot tag. Also, I know I've said this a million times, but I got to give Alicia Edwards her flowers. She is so annoying outside of that ring, but she's doing her. This is Vicky Guerrero levels of annoying and kudos to you. Kudos to you. And I mean that as a compliment. I mean, like Vicky Guerrero is a great heel valet and those levels, not everyone can keep and maintain those levels. And she does it every week. She's effortless. She's on the apron. So when Knight does get hit with that spear, this is after Knight was running around uh, dodging stuff. I think it's, the system does work. I think so. You got all the people together that people are like, ah, brother, I'm sick of these people. And now they're in a situation where they're being Omega heels. And I think this is the perfect medium for, especially Eddie Edwards, someone who I personally have been down on quite a bit. I think this is the best that he's looked in a very long time, just being a piece of crap. And Alicia being loud and obnoxious too. I like Kevin Knight. I hope he does more with, um, I don't know. I'm going to say League of Legends. Jesus Christ. I hope he does more with TNA. I just, I don't want him to keep eating the pin, but who else is going to eat the pin, baby? <laughs> Come on now. Kushida isn't doing anything right now. I mean, like, Kushida got beat up in the first half of the match. That was his job. <laughs> we got to talk about this real quick. One of my favorite parts of this match early is while they are beating up on Kushida the entire time, they go to a hot tag attempt. And everyone's expecting it's going to be the hot tag and it's going to be huge. And they, they, the way it was shot was really good, but also the way it played out was really good. Moose, or something, Moose and, and Kushida are, are the legal men. Kushida mm-hmm. finally escapes Moose, goes for the hot tag. Myers and Edwards are on the outside, and they simultaneously yank Shelly and Knight off the apron. And I loved it. It just really, really worked for me. There's some little stuff in there that just, it looked good visually, and it looked good in the, in the match. And I agree with you with what you're saying about Alicia Edwards. Once she found this obnoxious heel character, the I don't understand you while she's doing an obnoxious Boston accent, just you want that. And this it's is so chef's good. Kiss. This is like you want your valets or your managers to be Paul Heyman, Stokely Hathaway, Zelina Vega, or Alicia Edwards. Vicky Guerrero, if you're real lucky, you know, Paul Heyman, if you're real lucky, but these are the people I'm all, she's always ready to take a bump. She lost her shoes two seconds into the match. I know she was ready for the shenanigans. (laughs) It was, she's so good. This, this not the will they, won't they, when she's like, I don't know if I want to, this just obnoxious Boston woman. I, I know that girl. That's the girl who's like, is she messing with you outside the club? And she's outside the club fighting this poor woman. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to tell stories of my music days, but I've seen those people as well. <laughs> I know as a New Yorker, we give boss a lot of crap, but there's a lot of the same people here. So I, I know that. I know that girl. I know that girl. I'll tell you a real quick one. We're doing a show. We're in the city of Whitby, Ontario. For those who know Whitby, it's, 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 it's outside of Toronto. 
And then we're the band. We're, we're the band. We're outside just having a break because it's hot out there and it's nicer outside. It's cooler outside. So we're going to cool down for a bit. All of a sudden, security busts out with a guy that they're trying to throw out of the bar. Apparently, he was fighting. As they're throwing him out of the bar, the person who we all assume is his partner, his girlfriend, comes running out saying, you said you wouldn't do this. You said you wouldn't do this again. And apparently, this guy just fights at bars. And she just, she almost got on the back of a security guard and tried to fight him. But he was like... Don't don't, don't don't do that. That's not a good idea. And that's a ride or die. And that's Lisha and Edward Edwards. <laughs> you said you wouldn't do this. You said you wouldn't do this again. Every time we go out, you have two Jagermeisters, and this is what you do. I'm sick of it. <laughs> and that is the Edwards relationship on TNA wrestling. <laughs> and then they go beat up someone in the ring, or they kill PCO. And it's like, you know, I love you. I love you too, baby. <laughs> Hey, shout out to the security of the tap and tankard in Whitby. <laughs> oh, post-match, they brawl because no surrender is tomorrow. Shelly locks in the Border City stretch on Moose in the middle of the ring until Moose and or Myers and Edwards, I should say, drag Moose out of the ring. Shelly has his hands on the uh, world title, so we know what that means for s- tomorrow, don't we? He's losing. Oh, sorry. Nope. I spoiled it. I'm sorry. Spoilers. No spoiler arena. Can't no do that. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Uh, let's 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 run down this card for No Surrender. Once again, we will be live tomorrow night after No Surrender. It'll be myself and SP3 because Crystal Star's too good to show up to work tomorrow. That's not what happened. I have a muggle job. I don't get to be a wizard. Next month, it'll be wizard time. That's true. You'll be back for sacrifice. I don't know where I'll be. I don't, know. I don't think I'm going to Windsor, but yeah, some weirder things have happened. You can go interview Scott Steiner. Nope. <laughs> Speedball Mountain takes on the Rascals. This is a good match. Who's going to win it? I want to say Speedball Mountain because, no offense, Trent Seven was slapping the nipples off of Steve Macklin tonight. And Trey Miguel can take a hit. So can Zachary Wentz. But to a point, Bully Ray is like, wrap it up. I'm hungry. <laughs> if speedball mountain wins and i do expect them to then gyv are capturing those tag titles oh that's that's my prediction and that's your that's your first tag team title contest which i'm a fan of by the way gyv versus speedball mountain we could do that uh edwards and myers take on kushida and kevin knight i want to see kushida and kevin knight get the win on this too i feel that way as well I feel like they get the win because Moose later that night is going to beat Shelly. Yeah. And and again, you want to build up a bunch of babyface tag teams if GYV is about to capture those tag titles. Mm-hmm. Over the knockout side of things, knockouts tag team titles are on the line. Decay defend against MK Ultra. This is their contractual rematch. Do MK Ultra walk out with those tag titles again? I honestly don't see it. And I kind of feel like they might be breaking up MK Ultra soon. Really? That's not, I don't know. Is it? It could be just me. Maybe I'm reading too much into the situation. With the promo tonight with Danny Luna saying Killer Kelly's a bottom denominator, and they had also hinted at this maybe I think a week or two ago where Masha was really letting Killer Kelly have it. Like, girl, what are you doing? And Kelly took the pin. I hope I'm wrong. I like them together. However, Masha Slamovich is a single star, and she needs to be in your main event scene. And so is Killer Kelly. I will give Killer Kelly her flowers as well. She deserves to be in the main event scene, but not while Masha and Grace are there because then she's not winning. I don't like that. So I don't know where Decay sits in, in TNA because 
They just came back. They won the tag titles. They've done a promo and a save. But MK Ultra have been all over the shows since Vegas, mm-hmm. and that's why. And, and again, they're they're the hottest act in the knockouts. They for for a multitude of reasons, they're very popular. I don't know if you can get rid of that so quickly. Yeah, I don't even know why you took the titles off of them. I mean, to that point, that was kind of a shock thing. I think they were just trying to build a moment. And Decay being Decay, you know, escaped the Undead Realm. And it was kind of like a paying homage to, to, to TNA before they went to Impact and so on and so forth. So, like, it was, a, it was a, a quick little thing. That's why I wouldn't be surprised to see MK Ultra win. And then we do Luna and Threat once again. I don't hate that. I think no matter who wins, I'm the winner in this match. <laughs> We're all going to win when PCO and Khan collide. These two are going to beat the living tar out of each other. I don't even care who wins. Probably con. Actually, they did no. sign PCO first and made a big deal about it. They did, and I keep bringing that up. But con is just, he's on the ascent. Feels like PCO is just like, ah, I can lose this one, I guess. I mean, the face I have is just like, ugh. It's the same face like with Bully Ray matches. This match probably going to be phenomenal. But in the meantime, until I get him, uh, I want to see that. I don't know. I, I I honestly don't care who wins. It's probably going to be Khan, like you said, but they're going to beat the hell out of each other. And this is a big, meaty, men-slapping meat match. So right, I'm not into it right now. But tomorrow, when I eventually watch it, I'm going to be like... <laughs> I'm going to see you at home and be like, ah, I'm big smile on your face. With my knife and fork watching this match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's a world title shot on the line, Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. You and I kind of talked about it. We agreed that while the winner gets the world title match at Sacrifice, it's almost going to choreograph the winner of the world title match. Eric Young, Frankie Kazarian, who do you think wins? I have to agree with you. You made us some good points earlier. I think it's Kazarian. I would love for Eric Young to win, but I think that there is a way to have it where if Kazarian wins, Eric Young screws him out of it. I wouldn't be surprised if Eric Young wins the more I think about it. Young versus Moose at Sacrifice is fine. Eric Young is from that area almost. Mm-hmm. So you do have a hot baby face going in to take on Moose. Obviously, if Frankie Kazarian wins, then it feels like they're going to do a title shot, a title match victory. We know Alex Shelley's going to yeah. win. But I think the more I think about it, Eric Young is probably going to come out the winner in this. And then Kazarian... Him and Nick Nemeth might be a thing down the line. That's something I talked about. But uh, who knows what they'll do. Either way, I think Eric Young's getting it. Okay. We'll see tomorrow. Josh Alexander's going to beat Simon Gotch. Yeah. I mean, there's... thanks for playing, Simon. I hope you stick around. I do, too. And honestly, I hope that post-match Matt Raywell gets involved and we do a thing with the villains. Joining. I wouldn't hate them as a tag team in TNA. I'm, I wouldn't hold you. I'm not going to hold you. I wouldn't hate them. Do it Do it up until Rebellion and let them kind of build their own stock because they'll be a heel tag team. You'll have potential heel uh, tag team champions. So, like, they can't meet, but maybe there's room in the future for them. And also, too, everybody else besides – um oh, my God, what is his name from BTI? Because G is still working. Iceman working. Um, what's his name? You're talking about Josh Matthews? Yes. Josh Matthews could do commentary for a little while. While Ray no, Wall comes No, up and- no, Jesus Christ. No, no. Do not put that evil on us. No. I feel like I have fond memories of him doing commentary no. with Don Callis. And no. Don Callis no. 
telling him that Madison Reed is a 76-time Intercontinental Champion. And he said, where did you get your sources from? And he said, don't question me. <laughs> there, were, there were very few moments, few being the operative word. No, do not. Let Josh Matthews be the, the senior producer that he is. He's doing fine. Do not put me, do, don't, don't, do not, do not do this. You know what? Tina, you know what you sound how many like? of you are watching? Do not. Don't. Don't think about it. Don't do it. If you do it to troll me, I will not. No. No, don't do it. This sounds like no. what I suggested. What about heal Michael Cole? Everyone's listening to me. You aren't even watching wrestling yet. Don't even speak that evil upon us. No, That's thank right. you. That's <laughs> right. Th- those who have not expe- who have not experienced this do not get to talk about it. That is, oh, I man. will gatekeep the shit out of that moment. Thank you. Sorry, Josh Bass. <laughs> I get you got you caught a straight for no reason. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Made this man very upset at 11:15 in Eastern time. I got shows to do, Cresta, tomorrow morning. Your Damn blood it. pressure, your blood pressure, Joel. Calm down, your blood pressure. Try not to take my anger out on Fuego del Sol tomorrow morning. <laughs> By the way, Fuego's going to be on in the weeds. Best of three series finale, ABC GYV. I want to see GYV get the win here. I think it's time. ABC are great. Let's divide them up and do a, a singles run for both men, shall we? What do you think, tag titles? I like ABC together. I think they have a lot of great chemistry. And before this, personally, I think that Ace Austin and Chris Bay, to an extent, begrudgingly was kind of floundering. And they found their footing with each other. I don't want them to break up. However, I don't know what they'll be without their titles, if that makes sense. I think that it built up to them winning the titles. And GYV here is a great shot. My heart says ABC because I'm a fan. But sometimes it's time to kind of clean it up, you know. Someone asking what about D'Lo Brown on commentary? I'll take D'Lo. I never heard yeah, him on funny. commentary. I love I love Don Callis. I love people who lie on commentary. So he does it. He does it for me. So well, it won't be Don coming back. Tell you that much for the X Division <laughs> Championship. Chris Saban takes on the debuting Mustafa Ali. I have Ali winning. Same. And I I'm think with all the pomp and circumstance, you don't have him lose. Oh, I just thought of something. I think Saban throws in the towel for Shelly. I mean, you could. But I don't think it'll affect Motor City Machine Guns like... I would I would expect whoever throws in the towel for whoever that leads to a singles program between those two, especially in the system. Not so much on the good guy side. Not so much on intergalactic time jacket. <laughs> she guns. I'm sorry. I, I by the way, Tom Phil Tom Hannafin wouldn't go solo. They just bring in Gia Miller. She's she's been doing. She's so funny. Yeah, she's she's been doing uh, what's now Tina Explosion. So they they would just bring her in, and she'd do great. So I wouldn't hate that if they do a Vaudevillains reunion. Um, no, I say Saban throwing in the towel because he's the one who is closest to Alex Shelley, who understands his pain the most. This isn't a we're gonna break up and fight over this. This oh. is a you shouldn't have done it, but you did it, and now we're gonna live with the consequences of it. Could it become a feud? Sure, why not? But I don't think it's a feud. I think it's just a, no one's expecting Chris Saban to get involved, mm-hmm. but he is part of this group on, on Alex Shelley's side. So I, I can see that. that. Yeah, so I think Ali is going to win that, that X Division Championship, and it's going to be good. I think the match is going to be one of the best of the night. 
So there you go. Again, there are sleeper matches on this card that are going to potentially have a lot of people talking. Knockouts world titles. One of them, Jordan Grace, conspicuously absent tonight, taking on Giselle Shaw. There was like one woman's match tonight. That's it. This was not a knockouts heavy match. Tonight. Yeah. It was only the, yeah. They did the block of like knockout segments, right? They did the Giselle Shaw, Gail Kim, and then they did the Danny Luna and, and Jody Thread, and then they did the match with Ash by Elegance. I guess they really wanted to put the spotlight on Ash by Elegance. That's fine. I can forgive TNA because I normally don't do that. You know what I mean? It's rare when they do. They always try to spotlight the women in some capacity. Also, you know, the this was trying to get heat on Giselle Shaw on her way to her knockouts title match against Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. Is this it for Giselle Shaw? Is this the beginning of it for her? I don't know, man. I would. I think it'd be cute. But Jordan Grace, no matter who it is, that's a tough order. That is a tough order. And there were two women at the top of the mountain, Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo. And not for nothing, the only person to topple Grace was Perrazzo and vice versa. So that's tough. Because even Masha Samovich, even Masha, and that was one of the tough people too. Oh, no. Oh, no, Bully Ray. Get out of here. Bye-bye. Sorry. <laughs> go play the piano. Yeah, Bully Ray. Go go do something productive. <laughs> go walk on the chimney stack in the back. Anyway, I can see that this is one of those matches where I see both sides as a possibility. Uh-huh. Jordan Grace just won that TNA title. Giselle Shaw is overdue for the Knockouts World Championship. That's how I was like, maybe the way Gail Kim was talking to her, someone from the Shah or even Gail Kim could screw her over. Where it doesn't hurt her so much, where it's like, well, you screwed over all of these people. Why do you think you deserve to be Knockouts Women's Champion? Especially with Gail Kim. I put my title, my name, we did everything to make this work, and then you're going to go be a piece of crap and cheat to win? Not on my watch. This is one where I don't have an answer. I would like to see Giselle Shaw win. That's what I would like to see. Yeah. And in the main event, TNA World Championship, no surrender rules. Throw in the towel for the person you think is a big, stinky-ass loser, Alex Shelley. Because <laughs> I'm against Moose. I think Shelley gets, I think Saban throws in the towel on Shelley, and everyone's a little confused, but understanding. I don't know, man. I want to be more excited for this match. This match is probably going to be great. But like you said, with the rules, it's kind of like, I... <laughs> There's a lot at play, and sometimes it's a little too much. I really wish I could turn my camera down so you could see the way this cat is menacing me. Like, yo, it's 11 o'clock. Where's my food? What's the fancy feast? Well, you know what? <laughs> fancy feast time is now. We've covered all the matches for No Surrender, and that's tomorrow night. We will have a post show. Myself and SP3 will be live, and then Chris and I are back every single Thursday talking about TNA Impact. And, of course, the ROH post show comes before that with – with Kate and Reg, they do their thing. Uh, Cresta, what's going on? Tell them what's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I think we're back this Saturday. I think the All-Star game is done, finally. I don't know anything about sports balls. No, so it's I'll... still on. It's still going right now. Is it? Yeah, literally right now. It's been like a 48-hour. Just, just They're just playing ball the whole time. 
Collision is back this week. It's okay, Friday. thank you. Because I was like, don't make me not show up for Saturday. That's going to be awkward for everyone. No. Um, <laughs> I will be on Grapsity this Saturday morning. Hey, happy like this month. I'm going to go honky tonk with the boys over there. Saturday evening, I will be doing double duty with Rick and Gene. No, Rick won't be here this Saturday. Just be me and Iridian, two women power trip. Double the crest of double the power. Wednesday next week, I will be live on Twitch and TikTok, Cresta. Crest the star, my brain is turning off. Crest the star, we're gonna watch AEW live, and um, I, I I don't have anything else. Link tree and bio on Crest of the star on X somewhere here with my green pen that is now invisible. You guys are amazing, Joel Pearl. Where can they find you? I am not hard to find. I am at Joel Pearl J O E L P E A R L. I'm in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on Fightful Overbooked, dropping content daily. And of course, we're doing this thing, the TNA Impact Post Show every Thursday night. We'll do the PLEs. We'll do the pay-per-views. We'll do everything with y'all, okay? Come and hang out with us sometime. Tell your friends. TNA, I mean, it's back, but like we don't know for sure how back it is, but it's back and we're talking about it. So keep coming back. How's that, okay? Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. We'll see you after No Surrender on Friday nights. Bye.